0: You are listening to Purgatory with Dr. Michaela Darkson.
1: Hi, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Purgatory with Dr. Michaela, and I have a wonderful guest with me today. Her name is Nicole Harrison, and she is an inspiration for women who are battling obesity. Nicole has support group on Facebook. She has two. One is a live, is it a live like group? Like page, a like page. A like page is mm-hmm. called That Dog Got Sleep. And then an educational group. Yes, and, and an educational support group. Mm-hmm. And it's also called That Dog Got Sleep. Now, I have a little bit of history with Nicole. Um, at one point in my life, I was uh, an adjunct professor at Paul Quinn College, and Nicole was one of my biology students. And at the time, Nicole was, um, let's see, she's, Under 5'2", but at the time... I was 330 pounds in college. Yes, she was 330 pounds and a little over 5'1". And Nicole uh, decided to take control of her life and get weight loss surgery. Now, you have three children, right? I have three babies. I have three babies. I have a 14-year-old, I have an
0: 8-year-old, and I have a 6-year-old.
1: Now, did you decide to have the weight loss surgery after
0: your last child? I had the weight loss surgery after my last child, quote-unquote, as a gift from my husband. I said, I give you three babies, three degrees, you give me my body back. And he did. Okay. Uh-huh. And so in that, with those three babies, I gained roughly about hundred pounds post stop total. That's three babies. Post stop total. So I'll break that up. But the funny thing is, is I didn't really recognize that I was 350 pounds until that last baby. He's now six years old. Thankfully, he won't even remember me as being obese. However, when I had him, I was 337 pounds. After I had him, I dropped down to 320, 320, 315-something. Then I picked it all back up.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Before you had the children, now... How much did you... Were you Were you not 300 pounds Before in college? Before I had
0: the kids, I had to be rough. So, no, let me go back to my second baby. She is
1: not. Well, no, let's three. go back. How much did you weigh in college? When I, when so, you in, college,
0: in college, I had to be at even 300. I had to be. Okay,
1: so you just really never teared up. Not, was I was always a big girl. Let's start there. I was always
0: a plus-size child. I was an obese child. I was an obese teen. I was an obese adolescent.
1: Let me ask you this. You were an obese child. Why? Do you have siblings? I do. I have one. Is your sibling obese? Not at all. Nobody
0: in my family is obese. The only obese person that actually existed at the time I was obese was me. Why? Why do you think that you became obese? I think that I was obese because I lived a really, 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 really good life as a child. I also had asthma, which included steroids and injections and hospital stays. And then I think my mother would comfort me with food. I can recall eating a 10-piece box of chicken all by myself just throughout the day not in that one sitting but i can recall being okay to eat a medium box of fries and a whole box of chicken i'll tell anybody that my weight didn't come from not knowing my, my weight didn't come from struggling my weight came from a great life my weight came from my parents not believing in being hungry my weight came from parents not believing in anything being left on your plate so
1: a clean plate syndrome. A clean, pl- clean plate syndrome is a, it's, it's a, it's a thing. That is a real thing. Normally, when children are obese, they typically eat because they've been emotionally abused, physically abused, sexually abused. So none of that happened to you?
0: I had no types of abuse. If anything, I had my parents celebrate it with a party of fish fry every Friday with their friends. Abuse. I had, it was a card party every other Saturday. Abuse. Mm-hmm. I had church on Sunday. Every, uh, abuse. I didn't, I didn't, I don't have that story. I really don't, Dr. Michaela. I don't, I don't have that old, old woe is me story. I have, oh, I had asthma and I had uh, a parent. I mean, I had parents who had great careers. My daddy at the time was a truck driver for a meat company and my mother was a social worker. I didn't know lack. I didn't know need. I didn't know hunger. What I knew was celebrate life with food. What I knew was funeral, somebody died. Oh, eat food. What I knew was car party, Friday night, fish fry, shrimps. What I knew was Sunday evening, you cannot get up until your plate is clean. That is what I knew. I had an extremely good life that led me directly into obesity. My grandmother is 86 years old. She has never been no more than 109. I'm not saying even 110. She's never been anything over 109 pounds, soaked and wet. She's had nine children.
1: Okay. so. Now, let's fast forward. So, you were my student in college. You were obese. You were 5'1", uh, a little obese bit, 5'1", mm. five five a little bit under. 5'1", 300, mm-hmm, five okay. one, 300 So, you had your kids. You still maintained within, the, the, uh, within a 20-pound But then This
0: happened, and three babies, no, three, no, 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 no. Three babies happened because Alexis came to class with me, with you. I would bring her, she's 14 now, I would bring her to school with me. So, it happened at 14. So, I had, a, I had Alexis right after I got married. So let's just say marriage has played into happiness. Happiness played into fat,
1: obesity. Fourteen years straight. Okay. So then you said that's a, that's. So you had the three babies, and what clicked with you? What made you say, "I am obese. I need to do something." Because I've seen your. <laughs> I before, love that question. So
0: let me tell you. I've seen your so, before and after. My pictures. children were in private school. I would take them to St. Phillips in um, the southern sector of Dallas, and that was roughly about a forty-five trip, a forty-five minute trip round trip. But I got out of the car, the back of my ankle hurt. I would literally have to, the back of my right, let me be precise, the back of my right ankle hurt. Let me me be even more precise. I would have to hop about 15 feet from my car to the house simply to open the door. Well, what was I doing prior to that? Driving. Did your husband mind your weight? He did not mind it at all. In fact... I wouldn't say that he was, uh, what's that word, enabler. I wouldn't say that he was in, an enabler. I would say more of he supported my happiness. Whatever in the made me happiness. <laughs> Whatever kept me in
1: purgatory. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Whatever made me happy made him happy. Okay. Okay. And so in that, if I wanted to lose 2,000 pounds, oh, he was right behind me. If I wanted to gain 2,000 pounds... He was right behind me. Well, My husband was not a factor. I didn't allow him to
1: be a factor. Well, let me ask you this before I, we go any further. I know that sometimes when, uh, you look fantastic. Thank you. When when people lose weight and the spouse is accustomed to the spouse being heavy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they seem to have issues with it. Did your husband have an issue with you he losing has weight? He
0: slight issues beginning, okay? Um, this is a little off the deep end, but again, we're in purgatory, so join me. Um, He said that the sex was different, that my sex, you know, for lack of a better word, felt a little different, but not bad. He could tell the difference in our sex with my size. What did he mean? I I think it would be better. Okay, so let's just go there. So he said, he couldn't explain it, okay, for the church people, um, close your ears, but my pussy felt softer and deeper for
1: because you were not as big. Because heavy. I was not
0: as big, okay? Because I was not as heavy. He,
1: he, had, a prob- also, he had a
0: problem with that? <laughs> he didn't have a problem with it. He was just, I'm just explaining to you okay. what he told me. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a problem. Here's where the problem came in. Um, Picture risk, thinking about the way that I looked. My husband was, I would say he is now because he loves my body now. He had, he had to adjust. I would say that my husband was a chubby chaser. okay.
1: Oh, okay.
0: He liked women of a certain size because they do certain things. Um, forgive me to whoever is listening and, and who's who, ever in plus size land, but women of the BBW statue, okay, they do things that the women of my statue and my size okay. and my shape don't have to do. That's why I'm gonna go there. Mm-hmm. You, they do anything to get a man. They so do anything, they're like freaks. They're That's freaks. They're okay. freaky, okay? Where we can just, where, where women that look like you and I, Dr. Michaela, can just show up, okay, and be a trophy. The BBW girls can't. They need to perform. They need to perform so. Well, you know, trophies perform, too. You I know, like t- the video perform, but uh-huh. they're, not ta- they're not talked about. The BBWs who perform are those who are talked about. Okay. okay. All right. So so with us, let me tell you, with us, it's, it's, it's a prize. It's a secret. It's a trophy, okay? With the BBW life, it's Because you all. can
1: make a man, you can mm-hmm. take a man there, so you have something that we don't have as is, is women who are physically fit. That's how they make you feel. Okay. But then when they get a woman who's physically fit, who has that voluptuous shape, who
0: has that naked hourglass, who has that naked trophy body, it's been many nights where I could just stand and just look, and it's all he wanted. That's it, that's all.
1: Just to stare at you? Just to stare. Once you lost the weight?
0: Just a little even now he's fascinated with the cars. Uh-huh. And he'll just go to sleep. I don't want sex. Okay, good. But then as a BBW, now my mind frame was different. Please your husband. Okay, do this, do that. You don't feel like now it's, nah, it's not the conversation. However, I'll tell you this. I have friends who are BBWs and I have talked to them. I have talked to them um just, just in girly conversation. Okay, just in girly conversation. And the, and the things that they do sexually it's just oh you oh you had to do that oh so then i go back and i revisit my sexual adventures now i am a married woman so I'm, I'm limited to one i'm limited to one person okay however he has changed he is a man he has desires um i have respected him when i was not his desire okay i understood that one of the things you have to do in marriage you have to understand okay it's it's, it's like like class you got to understand you have to comprehend the student or your husband, however you want
1: to decide who Are he you is. saying that uh, before you had the surgery, you were a bigger freak, now you're not? Is that what you're saying? That's how
0: his mental was set up, okay? I was more willing to do things. I was more pleasing. I was more open. Oh, but as soon as I got fine and I got this new body and it's less fat and it's less flubber and I could ride, okay, for. For a long time as opposed to before when I was a pillow princess. Mm-hmm. We all know the pillow princess life. Right. <laughs> well, once I lost that 205 pounds, I was a monster. <laughs> there was no need to be a pillow princess. You be the pillow prince, sir. Pillow king, pillow, whoever you want to be. <laughs> you govern the pillows, not I. So he, what, what he, he appreciated. That. So oh he does. So he went to say that it got he it got better. It got better. Oh, oh, it got much better. Okay. What, In fact, he calls me his miniature porn hub. Okay. He no longer has to go to Pornhub for his pleasures. okay? Well, what man wouldn't want that? Well, what, well, we yes. However, I'm just like, oh, it, it took me to get to, I had to lose it and then gain it. See, please understand that he did not love the smaller version of me. Right now, I am holding a great 181. I love these cars, but they got to go. Got to go.
1: I'm yeah, holding I've seen you smaller. I've, I've seen you smaller. Smallest,
0: my smallest, i mm-hmm. 181, and I'm currently in a size 17 jeans. Juniors, okay, seventeen juniors. My smallest is a size two in juniors. Uh-huh. My husband didn't like that. Uh-huh. My mama didn't like that. And you, you know, in our culture, we kind of, kind of go with the mama. Yeah, well, it
1: doesn't matter what they like. It's it, about, it did, but yeah. it took me
0: to grow. I had to grow. I had to figure out what I liked. What Nicole likes is size. Is, is I'm sorry. Is weight one seventy two with a thirty two inch waist and a forty inch butt. 45-inch butt and this 36-inch waist ain't hitting on me. I got to get some rid of this. Stuff. It has to go. Okay. And my husband is happy. He loves the curves. The big girl is almost back. That's how I knew that I needed to lose a little bit of weight. Regain is coming but when you lose weight naturally
1: or with weight loss surgery. Okay, we're going to talk about, So let's, let's get back to the weight loss surgery. So after your your third child, you said you had to do something about this weight.
0: I had to do something because I was literally limping Less than 15, and I, I won't even say 15 steps, Dr. Michaela. I would say, I mean, steps, I wouldn't say 15, I'd say 15 steps, 10 steps from my car to my door, uh-huh. I had to hold on to the brick wall because the back of my, the small part of your ankle, people tell me all the time what it's called, um, I can't think of it right now, but the small, the small bending part of the back of your ankle is what made me
1: call a surgeon. Uh-huh. Well, you don't have to podide yourself, so but I don't know what you're talking about either. This is Bob. Look, look give, bulb. Give, me, give me your angle. I'm going to show okay. you. Like, what is this? Your Achilles tendon. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, Her just from tendon. driving. Her Achilles tendon's audience my is Achilles, hurting. My
0: Achilles tendon? <laughs> uh-huh. I was only driving from one southern sector of Dallas to the other southern sector. 15 minutes one way, 15 minutes NMA, back. And it was killing you. By the time I got back home from dropping my daughters off at private school... I literally had to limp to get out the car and then get in my door. It was not 15 steps.
1: So tell, walk us through, so the sur- surgery, going to a weight loss surgeon, what what happens when you go? Walk us through that. So the first
0: thing you do is they ask you to do a consult. This is when you go and pour out your whole fat life. Um, forgive me all obese, super morbid obese women. I'm just going to, I'm very candid and it, and it tends to hurt feelings, but Dr. Michaela understands where I'm coming from. So, I would, I would go, okay, from my door to my car door to my front door, and my ankle is hurting, okay? When I get in, my job as a housewife or a stay-at-home mom is to now clean the house, right? Mm-hmm. Wash dishes, mm-hmm. okay, do the normal stuff that you would do, mm-hmm. right? I couldn't do it. I found myself getting a chair out of my dining room. I'll tell you this. So, I hate telling folks this. So, take us to the doctor. Now, let me take you to this dining room, mm-hmm. with, which in which took me to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I ha- I bought a dining room set at a garage sale for a hundred bucks. It had rolling chairs, a wooden table, beautiful wooden table with iron curves. It was nice. I broke every chair. <laughs> I broke all five chairs. Just sitting in them. Just sitting in them. Just talking. Just entertaining. I fell out of the chairs in front <laughs> of people like you who love me. I, I felt. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I bought this from a you know a garage sale. It's old,
1: but it wasn't me. Did it make you feel bad? No, nope.
0: because yeah. I didn't know. I really nobody. I didn't know. I was so accustomed to being super morbidly obese because there is a difference in being obese and super morbidly obese.
1: Yeah, and did your know. height, at five What one, made me go
0: to the doctor at three, was... Yeah. What, what did you just call the back of the ankle?
1: Because you're... A, yeah, and yeah, oh, 300 pounds. You are morbidly obese. I was limping. You didn't have any other health problems? I had no... I didn't have high blood pressure. I didn't have diabetes. Okay, so I'll take see, it to the doctor. I went to the
0: doctor, mm-hmm. okay. Now, I didn't go to the doctor for my ankle. No, I want to talk about the weight loss. I went weight. to the doctor because I was fat. Okay. Simple, simply put, I skipped the podiatrist. I skipped you. I skipped... Let me just call this surgeon because I know I need weight loss surgery. Uh-huh. At this point, I'll be—I'll be honest. I've never been on a diet. I've never taken—is it fenom? Is that the fin fan? I've never been on a real life diet. I was a big beautiful woman, like BBW in real life. I didn't have a problem getting extra attention. I didn't have a problem with my husband. I was a BBW in real life. I was also the Duffy, the ugly fat friend, or uh-huh. whatever they call it. Uh-huh. Okay, so then boom, I just—I have a friend come by. She goes to mm-hmm. the doctor. Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to do this. You need, I'm, I'm not a person who listens. Dr. Michaela knows that. Okay. So she refers me to her surgeon for vertical sleeve gastrectomy. Mm-hmm. What is that? Oh, don't have a bypass. You don't need that. Have, don't have the gastric bypass. Have the VSG. So, okay, I go do my research. So I go through three doctors. Why do I go through, through three doctors? Because they, they have standards. They want you to do things like going on a liquid diet. Oh, you want me to stop eating for... Oh, oh, I can't... Oh, so I skip you. And then I skip the next doctor. And then I skip the third doctor. Because they want you to do the same they thing? They want me to, They all wanted me to do the same thing. How dare you take food from me and tell me to go on liquids? But they, uh, did they ask you to see a psychologist as well? You have to see a psychologist before them. Okay. Okay? In order to get to the doc, to the weight loss surgeon, you must go to the psychologist first. The psychologist and the nutritionist actually approve you. Okay. Not your surgeon.
1: So part of... Before you are accepted as a... Patient, they want you to go on a liquid diet to lose weight? They
0: want you to go on a liquid diet. Not just a liquid diet because not everybody gets a liquid diet. Some of us get food. Some of them, not us. Some of them get food. Why did you get a liquid diet? I got a liquid diet because I was 350 pounds, okay? My doctor, Dr. Pretty Malati, Malati bar- bariatrice, I love her for life. She was real with me. She didn't want to upsell. She didn't want my money. She wanted me to live, okay? I had went through three surgeons, but Dr. Pretty Melati said, You're going to on a liquid diet for 21 days. I said, But wait. In the Facebook groups, Dr. Michaela, they eat a meal a day. I don't get a meal. No, you don't get a meal. You're over 300 pounds. You're going to do seven days for every 100 pounds that you are overweight. That's 21 days. Wow. No, no chewing, okay? I was in the middle of Walmart grocery shopping when I got this call great I'm so excited I've been approved oh my god I've been approved thank you god I've been approved when do I start this liquid diet oh you start tomorrow Miss Harrison but I'm in Walmart what do you mean I start tomorrow okay well i start tomorrow so day one was the next day day one consisted of sugar-free popsicles sugar-free jello sugar-free pudding um anything that could melt at um what was it the room degree temperature Um, except cheese. Mm -hmm. Okay. I could do it. Oh, I'm bad. I could do it. I just wanna. 21 days without chewing is something
1: psychological (laughs) that you might have to see your (laughs) sister for. Like chewing is an art. Chewing puts you to bed. And what she means by my sister, my twin is a psychologist. Well, I'll have her on her. She's an amazing psychologist. (laughs) So what what people don't realize is that you've been
0: chewing since birth, okay? When you Mm -hmm. for a doctor, not doctor, for a bottle, I'm sorry. For a bottle that's chewing, it's a natural instinct. So we chew to go to bed. You have dinner before bed, right? You have a snack before bed, right? Even if it's a small snack, you chew. Most people chew before bed. I couldn't do it. I wasn't allowed. The 21 days was strict. Guess what would happen if I did not do it? Start over. Oh, start over? You don't get approved. You could go to the hospital for the surgery. They check you in, give you your bed, let you pay. They take you back. They go as far as to doing it. In, is it endoscopy? Endoscopy. Endoscopy. Mm-hmm. If they saw food in 2016, 2015, there was no surgery. How did you do? I did well. I did
1: exceptional. So you stuck to the... Because I fought
0: is. it. I fought it day in and day out. Day so, one... So how much did you lose during the 21 days? 43 pounds in 21 days flat. No cheating. No no extra okay. meals. So just check straight So So what... what what surgery did you have exactly? Vertical sleeve gastrectomy. The difference in my surgery, the dual duodenal switch uh-huh. and the gastric bypass, is that my stomach is permanently removed at eighty uh-huh. percent. Okay, with a few staples. Uh-huh. Um, my intestines have not been rerouted. have not been rerouted like the bypass, and I have not been switched. The the switch, the DS, is the bypass and the sleeve together. I'm fortunate to only have needed the sleeve. Why Mm -hmm. did you
1: only need the sleeve?
0: I only needed the sleeve because I complied.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: My weight was around 350. The sleeve will take you to about 600, 700 pounds. Mm -hmm. If you're one of those one-tonners, you're bigger than 700, then you do have to kind of go bypass. However, it's almost like whatever the surgeon can give you while you're sleeping and not kill you. Mm -hmm. My surgery lasted four hours. That's the surgery that should only last two and a half. I have asthma, so they took their time with my lungs and my heart rate. I will admit that they had trouble waking me up, which was very scary. When I woke up, I woke up to, to a man, a male nurse, and a female nurse shaking me. Hey, Nicole, wake up, wake up, wake up. Like they were really touching me and shaking me, so I wake up. And in my mind, the first thing I wanted to do was touch my stomach to make sure I had been sleeved and I slipped. Back then me and my friend would call people slept because well sis, you 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 flunked on your pre-op diet. So guess what they did? They cut you open, and back then they would. They see food, they sew you right back up. Oh. Put you right in recovery. And when you wake up, oh hi, Michaela. We found oats in your tummy. We were unable to conduct our surgery. We'll try this again in a year. I didn't want to be slept. I want to be I wanted to be sleeved. So I touched my tummy when they woke me up. I was alive. I could go back home. I made it through surgery. But when they told me, oh, we had trouble waking you up, that's when it—that's when I was kind of resurrected, if you will. I was born again, if you will. I respected what I had done to my body, if you will. Oh, you almost died? Like, I have asthma. And so that's where the complication came in because they have to... Um, now oh, so not to date you, they tube you. What is it when they tube you? They, they they intubate. They intubate you. Yes, you're literally
1: on you're literally on life support for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me ask you this: Did anyone try to curve your diet when you were a child, Doctor Michaela? I have never been on a diet. Your, your mom. I take, your that, dad, back. I take your... that back. I take that back.
0: Look, forgive me. I have I lied on my mama. Remember the three day military diet? You eat beets. One day you eat a, a wiener and no, then... No, I don't. Okay, so, so <laughs> on a, on a, on a three-day military diet, you boil eggs and black coffee for breakfast and then you might have a piece of toast for lunch with peanut butter on it and an apple. And then you might have like a piece of chicken with no skin on it. And then, like, um, some yogurt or something that goes with it. My mama did put me on that military diet when I was about 9 or 10. But that's because I suffer from asthma and, and, and steroids and a box of chicken is what I, what I would tell people. So, it, uh, no, basically, no one really tried. No people. one really tried. Okay. My mama did what she knew. Okay. But she was an obese woman. So, mm-hmm. how does an, an obese woman, I mean, how, how does a non-obese woman... Helping these child lose weight. Your pediatrician never said anything to you? My pediatrician was only focused on asthma.
1: Okay. All right. Well, let's go. Let's take us back after surgery. So, you're you're, you're post-op. So, how much weight did you start to lose? Well, did you... um, Certain after your surgery, you could only have, what, liquids
0: or soft foods? Okay. So, it's stages to it. Um, And it's changed. Let me just say that for the people. It's not the same. Okay? Okay. And it's not the same... Uh, I, I don't like telling people that doctors are looking for money. What I like telling people is people aren't the same anymore. It's a fad. Surgery has become a fad now. Okay, it's yes, like it it's has. like Weight Watchers. It's like Jenny Craig. It's like Cole Patrice. It's like whatever it is you, you know, It's like whatever it takes to lose weight. For me, I I, I, I had never been on my diet. So for you to tell me, oh liquids for twenty one day. Oh, no, no, no. And so I went back to my Facebook group. So That, that was my support. Facebook I'm support. After your surgery, you had to do liquids? After my surgery, I still had to do liquids. For how many days? So my total is, let me get it right. My total is uh, 43 pounds in 37 days. 43 pounds total before I had surgery. When I had surgery, I'm not certain how much I lost because of the liquids. Because the only thing I clocked for that were those first four months. In those four, first four months, I lost 100 pounds. Okay. But I'll tell you, those first 17 days. So you were under, uh, were you under like a little under 200 pounds? So when I, went, when I went into surgery, I was 293. Okay. okay. I went from 350, okay, that was my highest unregistered weight, my highest registered weight, which makes a difference with the doctors. Uh-huh. My highest registered weight, that's on my chart, is 330. Uh-huh. By the time I had surgery, I weighed 292 or 293. Uh-huh. When you get out of surgery, you have to recover, right? Yes. Okay. In recovery, there's a diet. Every diet is different. I had to go back to liquids, clear liquids, full liquids. Anything that would melt at room temperature that was sugar-free, excluding cheese. I did that for 17 more days. On the 18th on the 18th day, I was allowed what you call full liquids. Again, you, you're still not chewing. So what's a full liquid? A Tell liquid the full is liquid is a watery box potato. Or if you want to, you know, be fancy and boil your Idaho potatoes or your bag of potatoes, it's still watery, okay? okay. Anything that can, that can so be consumed starch. by an infant. Yes, a starch, a starch that can be consumed by an infant, which is still roughly less than about 15 calories, 15 carbs. But well, it can't be healthy. how do
1: you how do you get a balanced meal?
0: The balance comes in your protein shakes and then learning how to consume carbs. However, when you're super morbidly obese like I was, consuming carbs is not what you're focused on. Learning how to build the proteins and then eating the simplex carbs is what you're focused on. I can tell you that I lived off of, um, once I got to back, back to a regular diet and I could chew you know, 20 times, is what they tell us, 20 times before you swallow, I would do um, baked chicken softly, like almost baked chicken that could be fed to an infant. Um, carrots. I would do spinach. I what, do would mean, what do you mean?
1: Baked chicken that like could be fed to an infant? Did you I it would,
0: oh, medium so medium the like, texture you it, could... the texture would just fall apart. Like okay. you, you didn't even have to touch it for okay. it to okay. it could almost melt. Okay. Was it good? No. Was it nutritious? Yes. So what they tell you is sixty to ninety grams of protein. Post stop, okay? And they don't give you accounts for the carbs, but I read through my book. I went to college, thanks to you, you're one of my great professors, and I just put one and two together. Where they said eat rice, I said no. Where they said eat oatmeal, I said no. I would reduce those complex carbs and replace them with simplex carbs like the green veggies. Yes. Okay? So you have some wiggle room there, but. You also have to know your body. I know that my body loved carbs. I didn't get fat from eating sugars and cakes, and I got fat from fried fish and ten pieces of chicken. Well, you had minutes. to have eaten. I know you ate sugar. Ooh, but the sugar came in the in the flowers, the, yes. in the
1: chicken. Because yes, your body, our yes, body, in the French fries, yeah, in the store rice those, and gravy, we store those as fat. Your body store stores that, so fat. my body was yes. looking
0: for that. So once I pulled that away, I was. Able to hit optimum weight loss speed like nobody else could. Mm-hmm. In that, my whole two hundred—I will take that back—I lost two hundred pounds prior to having plastic surgery, which was an abdominoplasty, a tummy tuck with muscle repair. Mm-hmm. He only cut five pounds of skin off of me, so that really doesn't count. Okay. So my loss comes from that—the mm-hmm. two hundred
1: pounds. Okay. So you had the surgery. All right, you're post-op, you're on a diet, so was it hard for you? How how was it hard for you to maintain this lifestyle? Was it to change? Let no, me just be honest, it.
0: it wasn't hard because I wanted this so bad.
1: Okay. So, I wanted it so bad that I
0: can't really tell you I had a
1: complaint. Okay, so between that time, the surgery, you you formed a group called That Dog Got that Sleep. That Dog Got Sleep. So how soon after your surgery did you form this uh inspirational oh group? That group
0: was formed one month prior to my
1: surgery. Oh, prior to your surgery? Prior to my surgery. It was my
0: own way
1: of following myself. Okay, so you were journaling. That's it. Essence. I just wanted to journal myself. So what tell us about that dog got sleep and what you do for Women and men who are who are obese. So I created that dog. I sleep in September of 2015.
0: I had surgery in October of 2015 I, I Simply went to the create the group button because I wanted a place to follow myself. Okay. I Started to add other women who were having surgery at the same time. That's how my group was created. No more No, less boom here we are, four years later. I got seven thousand, over seven
1: thousand women with the same mission. And I know that uh, there have been. There's one time where I was uh, offering exercise, and nutritional advice to your, uh, to your, uh, group. Just, just one time, y'all. Not, not. I'm not, you know, an <laughs> aficionado <laughs> on her group. But, uh, what can people who are obese look forward to from joining that dog? Because oh you're on Facebook. Let me tell you, joining that group. So everybody knows that
0: there are. 10.2 billion groups on Facebook. What separates my group from everybody else's, Dr. Michaela, is I'm not a support group. I am an educational group. You can go to, to a support group, oh my God, I ate a whole buttercream cake for my child's birthday, and I'm sick and I'm dying, and I just, and they will support that. Not in that dog I sleep. Okay, let me tell you something, dog, because I, I, I call every, you're a dog to me. You are the same dog that my mother when they bought when it was a Cabbage Patch phase, okay? Listen, doll, that cake ain't your friend, okay? This is what the cake does. Let me tell you how to reverse it. Do I judge you? No, I teach you. That's the difference in a support group. A support group judges you. An educational support group teaches you. So now I teach them how I got to my goal. I teach them how to get to their goal. Can you get to your goal the same way I got to mine? No. In that, I spend my time, 20 minutes at most, Talking to you to either break you down, to build you up, or to find out where you're lying at to yourself. So, do these people, they, they, can they actually pick the phone and call you? They can go to my site, Colpatrice.com. In that, when you purchase one of my services, yes, I have a text consult. I have a, face, a, a Facebook and a FaceTime video consult. After, after you go to my site, yes, you can consult with me. But what I open in my group at large is free advice.
1: Okay. It's common sense advice walk me through a, a person who comes to that dog got sleeved who, what is she is, is this a, a the, um are they, are they mostly female or do you have some men? all female all female okay, okay. Now, i do
0: i do help men but my group for you know
1: protection reasons is all female okay so walk me through i'm an obese woman and i'm gonna i stumble upon your site what so, what happens I like, I oh, that's, to, that's like a great question so yeah.
0: um they call me unicorn so hey unicorn and i'm called unicorn because i have remarkable results these results are n- not happening these days, okay? Hey, unicorn, or mother, they call me mother, M U V A, like I'm your mom. Mother. Mother. Okay. Mother doll. Hey, mother doll, I, I do this, I do that, um, I snack all day. But give me a little do this do so, that. Okay, okay. So they come okay. in and they say, well, I still, I, I popcorn, I eat popcorn all day. Um, I eat, you know, um, low, low salt this or low sodium that. Um, I'm a popcorn eater. So for us, Dr. Michaela, popcorn is a slider. A slider is a food that really pretty much slides right through your body. It has no nutritional value. It has no, it has no purpose in your life. It was just yummy. Okay. So what it was, um, what's that popcorn we all eat? Um, salt free is something. Can't think of it right now. The skinny? Skinny pop. Yes, we all eat skinny pop, but for bariatric people, not just women, skinny pop is pure hell. Because in in place of skinny pop, you should be getting a meat roll up. What do you mean it's pure hell? Why is it pure hell? It has no nutritional value. So you mean just empty carbs? It's empty carbs. But for us, empty carbs means double empty carbs. Not only are you now hungrier than you were before, but you are thirsty. But guess what? When you have weight loss surgery, you can't eat or drink together anymore. So what do you do? I didn't know that. You cannot. You have to choose one. You have to choose one. We wow. have a 30 30 rule and we have a 60 60 rule. Okay, depending on where your surgeon is explain and it. your surgery. So if you had um, the dual, dual dual switch, check that out DS switch, y'all. Dual diagonal? Yes, that, check that out. And then if you had DSG, vertical um, gastric sleeve, blah, 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 vertical sleeve gastrectomy, I got it backwards, mm-hmm. or the gastric bypass, it doesn't matter. You either go, <laughs> you're going to wait 60 minutes before you eat to drink and 60 minutes after or you're going to wait 30 minutes before you drink or and, and or 30 minutes after why That's a rule why can't you eat and drink at the same time so what happens is let's say you had a nutritional salad you had this yummy salad you had a portion of some lean chicken or a piece of fish you had this nutritionist oh, oh it's nutritional this delicious lunch or dinner when you put when you add water to it it pushes all of the nutrients in it and the only thing that's sitting in your pouch, which is your new tummy, or whatever you you know you're given post-op, that's that's it. You, you you don't you've rinsed all of the nutritional intake from that food. Ah. So the surgeons highly advise you to not do that because guess what happens? Once you've rinsed that nutritional intake, you're hungry again. When you're hungry again, are you guaranteed to go to your refrigerator or your cabinets or your pantry to get a healthy snack? Nope. You want back for skinny pop. You're going back for chips. You're going back for something that's going to go right on, slide right on through you.
1: Okay, so a woman comes to you, uh, uh, an obese woman, they typically come to you before they have surgery because they're thinking about having Mm -hmm. surgery, right? Mm -hmm. And so what do you do? What is your role?
0: (laughs) So, My first role is to scare you out of surgery. Why? Because if you are not mentally prepared, you will not lose a pound. You will get cut six different ways. They, um, have, they use a laparoscopic surgery, okay? Mm-hmm. They use that, that method. Um, and just because you have surgery does not guarantee weight loss. I know. It does not, but that is not the image that's put out there. In fact, I'm one of the people who didn't learn until after the fact. So when they come to me, my first thing is, hmm. So you, do you love gulping water? Doctor Do you love water, you like to gulp it? When you run, you walk you. I love water. Okay, so well, you, you won't be able to gulp for five years. You, are you ready for? Great. Are you? Do you love to sip a little bit after you eat your food, Doctor? Oh, great. You won't be able to do that either. Do you like to overindulge in your favorite? Fo- oh, you can't do that anymore either. You like crackers? Gone. You like chips? Gone. You like rice? Gone. You like bread? Gone. So I like to give you the real, the face of it, what you are really going to stare in the face when it's ugly, when nobody else is looking
1: well, so at you. So you know what? That's my life. I don't, I, I, chips, bread, you okay. know, I don't, <laughs> so, you know me. So that's your a, current, that, that is
0: your life, yes. but imagine that being all you've had all your life. Right. And then you go and get cut six different ways on a Sunday and you can't have it anymore. What do you do? You don't know anything else. What do you put in there? instead of that. So my first goal when a woman, even if, even if a man comes to me, because I do have a trucking business and I focus on men and trucking and their eating. My first thing is to scare you out of talking to me, for the men. For the women, I like to scare you out of surgery because I want you to know, just because we actually get cut six different ways. You get cut six different ways and they remove 80% of your, your stomach from your belly
1: button. Because Sometimes I feel like it's it's a quick fix for some people. It's a, it okay. is a people don't realize how effective exercise no. and oh, and I hate to say diet because the it's, it's e word. A, yes it's a lifestyle change because for me I mean I was a person and I, I've always been petite uh, but there was a time in my residency uh, people thought I was pregnant like Dr. me you're pregnant I'm like no it was belly fat for me and there was a time when I would uh, go to the gas station. I would get a Snickers and a, a bag of chips Maybe and, a soda, and soda. soda, and just and keep that's a it, meal. It, Yes, and keep on. And it was filling. It would fill me up, and I wouldn't be hungry. But I was putting empty calories in my body. I was putting okay. So something I'm, not, I'm so something, not, something, that. something non-nutritional. So, but it, I got to a point where I decided that I wanted to change my life because I was having a lot of inflammatory issues. So I don't eat sugar at all. Mm-hmm. I don't eat those things. I, I value what I put into my body, and I lost all the medical issues right for you
0: for you that's common sense for, yeah. for for myself that is now i'm going to put a now in there for now for, for me now that's common sense but prior to no because guess what a bag of chips a soda and a candy bar was a meal it
1: was a meal for me that too. was a
0: meal yes whether you're in college or you're not in college that's a meal for a working person right and i knew better i, I was a
1: physician i knew that okay <laughs> but you were busy yeah. right yes I was stopping I was making house calls doing was stopping at a gas station and getting you were busy but you were sure. petite. so try this at 300
0: pounds mm-hmm. it doesn't work the same so to, to answer your question my my first thing my, when somebody comes to me my, my my first goal is to either scare you out of it or to see if you are really qualified for weight loss surgery, now when you get qualified, do you have to see the um, psychiatrist? Yes, you have to, have to go through a whole psyche valve. I had to do six months of nutrition visits. I had to do a lot,
1: but we can fake the funk, right? Don't you agree? If you want something, you can get. Oh, your- I know someone who uh, put rolls of quarters in her bra, <laughs> and on her on her person. To gain to, to, weight, gain, to, to qualify. Ma- to, to qualify. And, and they do realize how dangerous... Weight loss surgery is... is, is it's no joke. That's, it's really dangerous. I... Stop
0: right there. Let me tell you this story right here. Now I won't share any more personal stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the night before I had weight loss surgery, my husband didn't find out until the day before. Okay? He had to call in. He didn't know. I didn't want to tell anybody. I didn't want my decision persuaded by you, by the air, by my mama, by the wind, by soap. I, didn't, I, I wanted to do this for myself. I ironed clothes for two weeks. I grocery shopped and wrote out meals for two weeks. I cleaned my house top to bottom, you, you know why? You mean meal prepped? Meal, no, 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 I meal planned. I'm out of grocery shop, my husband can cook, my, my kids could cook. Like for your family? For my family, you know why? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't expect to make it. Wow. In my mind, I had cried, I had prayed, I had met, I was, you're so fat that you have to be, put. In, you have to be put in a medically induced coma, to lose weight. That, that was the fight I had with myself. You are so fat that you have to, they have to put you to sleep so you can lose weight. Okay. During my research, people had died. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna tell any, make it seem cure easy. A few ladies had died. Now, if they had other complications, I wouldn't know. I met you in a weight loss surgery group,
1: all I know is you were dead, okay? But that was the, it. There are, compl- there are complications. There are complications. Yes. And some people don't realize that a lot of people in their vanity get uh, weight loss surgery who don't need it and they don't realize the complications down the road. I know people who have died mm-hmm. as a result because you want to cheat, because, because you want, you to want cheat. a quick fix. And it's not and it's really not a quick fix because as you say, you have to do so much mm-hmm. to maintain it. You sacrifice so much. You can't eat and drink at the same time. Who wants that life? You have to chew 20 times. Like, you can't have, I have to eat a certain
0: type of lettuce. Um, I have to eat a certain type of fish. I can't have tilapia. Most people can. I can't have that. It's, it's so many different things that I can no longer have. Where enjoying a, going on a run and, and, and gulping a bottle of water is something most people do. I can't do that. I'll hurt myself. But in that, like you just asked, I try to use all of it to scare you into just a lifestyle change. Does
1: it have and what percentage would you say works for your? It doesn't, it doesn't. It so doesn't. they're gonna do it, anyway. they won't do it anyway. So they have the surgery, they come to you, so what's your what is what is your what do you do after the surgery? So you have surgery th- and then boom, you're one of my clients prior to surgery.
0: You contact me, the next step is for me to walk you through phase one. It's about I would say four to five phases with weight loss surgery. You have pre op, that's one phase, okay, that's getting you to surgery. Post op and pre op kind of match depending on who your surgeon is. I hate to say it, but you have surgeons who will set you up to come back to them in about a year. They're giving you potatoes, mashed potatoes and gravy fresh out of surgery. Now, if you have a well woman like yourself eating potatoes, what makes you think you could give potatoes to an obese woman? Yes, I wouldn't eat that. You wouldn't eat that? No. Thank you for saying that. That's no. why I said it like this. Right. <laughs> like, okay, if you're not eating potatoes in your regular, normal life, why would you serve this to a 500 pound obese woman fresh out of surgery? You'd have to do your research. Research is and key. so
1: what you do is you educate nutritionally. And we'll talk I, about that too. I give them the
0: education yeah. according to their bodies, their past, and their reality. Um, when I first started helping women, I would say, send me a picture of what's in your pantry. Well, I had to stop doing that because most of us shop on the budget, especially if you have children. So I'm seeing chips, cookies, crackers, sugar, flour, like... Well, where is your stuff? Where is the tuna, where is the tuna packets? Like where is, where is the healthy stuff? Oh yeah,
1: it didn't work. I know
0: because you know we're it, conditioned
1: to that. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, When I walk into places like uh, Sam's, I'm surprised that you a majority of you see a carbohydrates. Ninety percent carbs. As soon as all you get see, to that, that's, that's the first see. thing you see is carbs. Carbs. Yeah. Just it's a it's a carb laden factory.
0: So imagine yeah. that if you have multiple children, you want to lose weight. Uh, let me fast forward to the the stage two. So you have
1: yeah. Before you say that, I'm going to say that the sad reality is that it is it is uh, financially it's easier financially to eat like that. It's too expensive for people to to eat healthily, and that is just a shame. Doctor Wong is a world renowned bariatric surgeon, mm-hmm.
0: and he correlates being poor to being obese. He also, he also correlates not having the money post op to regaining. That man is not lying. No. Did he have surgery? No, he didn't have surgery. However, for the I'm, I'll be five years out this year in October. Okay, I can tell you I shop differently. It does it cost um, at the end of the month, I may have spent an extra $25 on my food. Some people can't afford that though. So, imagine having surgery and going back to your regular grocery shopping habits, going back to your regular eating habits. Do you really think you can maintain that weight loss? No. So when Dr. Wong put out his his PowerPoint and his YouTube video about wealth and obesity, it just it clicked. It made sense. What's his first name? Oh, that I don't know. Let's we, we can look. But that I don't know. It's B-U-O-N-G. Dr.
1: Wong. Okay. So our, our I'll let know. Okay. I I'll, I'll
0: look I'll, I'll, I'll look his, his, um, his and
1: personal. they can contact you and they can but they can talk to you more his, about it. His
0: research is mm-hmm. amazing. Again, like I tell my clients, I respect any physician. But who I respect most is the bariatric physician. Because you can be a physician, but if you're not bariatric, it's different, okay? You don't right. know my pains, you don't know you don't know my hunger, you don't know my struggle. Um, my OBGYN is bariatric, so he understands where I'm coming from. Bariatric
1: as opposed to bariatric
0: OB. as opposed to natural weight loss or no weight loss at okay. all. Okay? Or a fad diet. Jenny Craig, weight loss, what is it? The WW? The weight Watchers. Weight Watchers. Those people. If you have went through... That doesn't matter, okay? But if you are a surgeon and you're bariatric, that makes a difference to me. You know where I'm coming from, okay? You've, you've done your rounds in, in medical school, and to my understanding,
1: you pick your specialty. Yes or no? You pick where you're good at, or how does it go? Well, with allopathic medicine, I'm a podiatrist, so... I already knew what I was doing, but I did round, you know. Stop check. right there. You
0: knew what you were doing. Yes. So what if you didn't know and you just like, oh, bariatric surgery seems easy or OBGYN seems easy. Mm. I teach that to my clients. Look at your doctor in the aspect they were a C student and all they wanted to do was graduate. And bariatrics was easy. Nobody's going to know that. But Right. <laughs> right. But what if, that, what, if, what if you didn't know that, but you assume that and you apply that to your regimen? The first booklet they gave me, Dr. McKayla, said that I could have grits and oatmeal. You going to tell a southern girl, a southern belle, she can have grits and oatmeal? And she's overweight, obese. You didn't say how much.
1: Yeah, because then you know most people put butter and sugar. Butter and sugar. And sugar but in the South. And salt. <laughs> butter and sugar lots and salt. Of
0: lots of butter. Lots <laughs> so, uh-huh. how do you look at your guide, okay, from that aspect? Uh-huh. You're confused. No, he says I can have grits. Do I add my sugar? Do I? No, you yeah. don't add either. So, so I had to go pre, post op, and I had to adjust all of that. So, stage one, boom. Now you're fresh out. Oh, you're back on solids.
1: Well, let me ask you, who helped you? Did did, did was your doctor that knowledgeable, or did you have to? Did, you have to change. I would your say that Methodist
0: Bariatric Health System helps me. Um, I've had, I have a group of seven thousand. Out of the seven
1: thousand, I've helped Absolutely. about three thousand. Out of that 3000 nobody has a book. Okay. So you've taken, what, you've taken what, yes. what, what Methodist has given you, and you've applied it to that dog got sleeved. And that is how you that's that's what I helped did. these people. I okay. created my
0: own formula. So Methodist, I'll, so, to be exact, concrete. Methodist, in the binder, in the weight loss binder, it has that you can have grits and oatmeal. Not, not in my life. Why? Because I know that's, that's, that's like a gainer for me. That's I'm going to eat oatmeal so I can't eat it anymore. I'm going to eat grits so I can't okay. eat it anymore. So I cross that out in do, their binder. Do they tell you how much you can have? They do tell you how much, but guess what? I was 350. So your two ounces doesn't mean anything to me if I'm hungry. If I'm hungry, Dr. Michaela, and it's healthy in your book, I'm going to eat it.
1: What do you mean? I'm going to eat it? You mean I'm going to eat I'm, too I'm much of to it? I'm going to put it in a bowl. I'm not going to measure it. You're going to eat as much as I take that back. I'm not going to eat it. I'm going to enjoy it. You're going to you're going to eat until you're satiated. Until and it. it doesn't matter. You're not going to it measure it. It doesn't matter. Okay. It does not matter. Okay. So if anybody, okay, anyone who's th- th- thinking about getting a gastric sleeve or wanting some type of surgery, they come to that dog got sleeve. So what they can, what can tell me in short, what so can they you come expect to me, to you? I'm going to give you, you. Depending on your stage, okay. So
0: let's go all the way back to pre-op. If you are Pre-op, just wondering, just researching. I'm going to give you the research stage. let me you out of it, try to, anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to give you what happens post-op, shortly after when you're struggling, you're sad, you can't cook for your kids, you can't swallow anything, everything comes back up. Then I'm gonna take you to phase two. Oh my God. You can have a little tuna, okay? A little bit of tuna, a little light mayo. You got some scrambled eggs if you want to, softly. Then I'm gonna take you to phase three, Oh, now it's time to chew and eat meat, but you, guess what? You still have to maintain that not overeating, that, that strict portion control, and you have to maintain a wellness lifestyle. Look, and that's what I, I call it—a wellness lifestyle because it's a wealth of information. There is not one source that can get you to where you
1: need to go. Well, let me let me ask you this, and you're, this is there, so there are three phases, right?
0: there oh no so let's count so let's go pre-op that's one phase okay because mm-hmm. it counts you can't have surgery without pre-op. pre-op post-op phase one is full liquids phase two
1: is solids phase three is regular food so it's five phases, five phases. okay so even with my with me i measure what i eat i have a certain amount of protein i have a certain amount of uh carbs i have a certain amount of fat if i have fat so what do you is everyone? Does it depend? Uh, like, do women have what three to five ounces of protein? Is that a three to four so ounces? So what they tell
0: us is your your protein should not weigh more than a deck of cards, or
1: you can use the palm of your hand. Okay, so okay. that's just what I do. Pretty much, in all it is portion control. Is portion control okay? So you 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 have the portion control that I have. So just as a, any person should have, any person. That's what every a, a, adult. Mm-hmm. Human being should. Every have. human being should have. Okay, so they come to you, and so you you tell them what to expect.
0: I tell them what to expect, but I also bring them out of the current
1: reality that they're, they're in. Okay, so in post-op, so post-op, are you guiding them nutritionally? Are you helping them stay on track? Nutrition, I'm literally holding doing?
0: your hand. You're holding your hand until you don't want me to hold your hand anymore, or until you're not. You know, securing services. Okay. okay, I'm literally holding your hand. I have, like I provide a text consult service. It's a monthly subscription fee. You can go to grocery shopping, and you can shoot me a text with a picture. Can I have this? Well, I'm not sure. Send me a picture of the nutritional facts. Mm-hmm.
1: Send me yeah, that, really, and I got you. Uh, From that, I can take you all the way to weight loss. You know what surprises me is that people. Uh, what it shouldn't surprise me because people really don't understand what they're putting into their bodies. They don't understand what a carbohydrate is. They don't understand what a protein is. They don't know what a fat is. They really all. don't understand what they're eating. What? They're just grabbing these and eating it. And even sometimes uh, when people do try to get on the right track, they'll pick up uh, like the veggie straws. And think, well, they're veggie straws. No, that's like eating potato that's chips. That's like eating potatoes. <laughs> it's not, you, they just don't know. And nutritional education is so important. And which brings me to this is that you are also, you are an educator. And I love what you do with children. Mm-hmm. And tell us Maybe. about the, the my audience, about what you do with children. So
0: I'm, I'm, I'm about to piggyback off of what you just said. Mm-hmm. So what happens, what you just explained is what I have dubbed as cultural obesity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was brought up, in my culture, you were not supposed to be hungry. It was a good thing for your parents to be able to overfeed you, okay? Feed the community, feed the other kids. Cultural obesity tells us that you better finish your food, Michaela, or you can't get up from this table. But Michaela, why you don't eat all your macaroni and cheese? Michaela, you're not going to finish that piece of fried chicken? Michaela, you didn't finish that wing? Those are the things you fast forward. Here we are at 75 years old. You still have that mindset. Now your arteries are clogged. Now your heart's beating slow. It's almost like Mm -hmm. you're stuck in your culture, the way that your parents or your village told you to eat. It's up to you to reverse that. So that's what happens in the last stage for me with my clients. Yeah. So tell me about what you do with the children. You have a, so, a literacy
1: so, I know mean, you have a literacy yes, I have a literacy
0: cafe. And so in what literacy cafe, literacy cafe. Uh-huh. So in literacy cafe, my main focus is to get a hold of the babies who are obese. Mm-hmm. Okay? But in that I educate the parents on obesity. However, I put a spin on it with the babies. It's more so fun, and it's all about learning to read and, and, you know, get to the next level with reading and learning to love to read and enjoy literacy. But what I do is I add nutritional values. How old were you when you learned how to read nutritional facts? Think about that. For myself, I was, oh, 20, 28, 29, right when I had surgery. So, you, I, did, so I teach them you how teach to. teach
1: literacy through nutrition. Through
0: nutritional facts. Okay. And I want the babies to go in the store. You're in Walmart. Oh, my Mama Michaela, look at these chips. Oh, I can't have these chips. They got 35 grams of sodium. why oh, They have 350 grams of sodium. I want the babies to be able to read from that aspect. So not only have we killed two birds with one stone, but we've we we have equipped them with something they can carry
1: for the rest of their lives. What's your What's the age range for your literacy? Up cafe? to 18. From starting from what age? One, because I've had obese infants.
0: I've had the babies who've been on cereal since birth, you know, that's a no-no, but you know, cultural, again, it's cultural. Mm -hmm. But then by the time your baby is one and they weigh 40 pounds, you need a little help. So my youngest client to date is seven. However, I'm equipped to work with infants. My youngest client to date is seven. And my oldest client is, well, she's now 20, but 17. And... It's the same for every age group.
1: Okay. Does the Literacy Cafe have
0: a Facebook group? The Literacy Cafe is currently attached to my website only. Okay, what I would not, your, I have not your... did anything separate for the Literacy Cafe because what I'd like to
1: do is keep it private because they're babies. Okay, so if someone is obese and they want to come to you and they want to talk to you about weight loss surgery and nutrition and exercise, uh, they can reach you on Facebook at That Doll Got sleeve. That Doll
0: Got. Sleeve. Are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram as that dog got sleep. I'm on Facebook as that dog got sleep. And if they want to email you how would they contact you. Call v t h e c o l e p a t r i c e.com. The, the That's, that, that email comes directly
1: to me as if you were texting. Me. Are you Gmail as well? Gmail. Okay. Yes. It's gmail.com. Yes, that is Gmail. Okay, That's so Gmail. Uh, our email is thecolepatrice at gmail.com. If you want to, um, if you want to contact Nicole on Facebook or Instagram, it is that dog got sleep. And I'll
0: tell you what, um, anybody listen to this podcast, I will send you a free seven day meal plan just so that you can see how I operate. My clients lose weight by eating food, eating Dr. Michaela, and drinking. Good stuff. You know, it's funny because people think... I will send this to you if you contact me and you let me know that you listened to... You came to Purgatory with us because right now we're in Purgatory. (laughs) You came to Purgatory and you email me. I will send you... I
1: I just may send you a 30-day plan. I think that's awesome. But... Use that email address to the best of your advantage, and it works for kids. Just the same. when you said that, you said you can eat. I think sometimes people think that if they want to lose weight, they can't eat. Oh my god! And oh. I've had you know even I have a couple of uh, exercise uh, groups on Facebook, and people when I would say you can't eat the chips and blah blah, they're like, what can I eat? There's everything to eat. There's everything. It's to so eat. much
0: to eat. Yes, you, I mean you you will you will forget about the stuff you can't eat. Yes, absolutely. You know, and so that's the other resource I provide. I I have a whole grocery list for you. Low budget, high budget, it doesn't matter what your budget is. You will eat, and you will eat well. Yeah, but it's up to
1: you to take this list and use it to your, to, you know, to to, to how you, you to your advantage. To your advantage. I think that the most important thing. You have to you, you have to really decide that you want to make that life change. You can't make a person want to be better. You have to decide that. But I, if you are listening and you want to decide that you want, if you decide you want to make your life better, contact Nicole Harrison. And again, it's that dog got sleeved on Facebook. It's that dog got sleeved on Instagram. And if you want to email her, email her at the thecolepatrice at gmail That information will also be listed on the podcast and i want to thank you for listening to purgatory and remember rock bottom is still a solid foundation you You can always go up it is a solid foundation on the way up yes thanks guys thanks for rocking it with me